Down to Football with Sean McDonald, Colin Sommer, and Nick Palumba. Brought to you by WHIP. What's up? Welcome back, guys. We got another great episode for you today. We are down to football. Um, we're going to do our usual lineup. We have our first four segments, nothing new. Uh, we got our re- our recap of week 14. We got our fantasy analysis. Uh, we got our uh, must-star, must-bench, boomer, boss, locked-in, upset picks. But for segment five, we actually have a new thing we're going to do. It's our team MVPs of the season. So basically what this means is what it's not the NFL's MVP, but it's what players have, you know, the most value to, value to their own team. So somebody who's significantly helped this team. So that'll be our last segment of the day. Hope you guys enjoy and let's kick it off. So yeah, first game. First game I'd like to talk about Colts Texans. Colts were able to knock off the Texans nine game win streak. Pretty impressive feat. Uh, what do you guys think? Um, I kind of didn't expect it coming in. I really thought I really thought the Texans had a heavy um hand in this one, especially coming off such a hot win streak. But uh, Colts came to play. Andrew Luck really shined uh, that whole game. And then uh, also their defense was very, you know, really just stopped up like them for the first half. So there was that. They had to make a comeback the second half. So that's always tough to get out of the hole from. Yeah, totally. No, I think I think the Colts, they had they had an amazing day. The The Texans are a really good team. Obviously, they had a 9-3 record. Um, they've been doing well all season. The Colts, this was like a really big win, win for them solely because they may not be able to catch up within the division. Uh, they're sitting at seven and six. The Texans dropped down to nine and four. Uh, still a significant gap. They would have to win out, and the Texans would have to lose out for the rest of the season uh, in order for them to possibly obtain the uh, the title for that division. But it's highly unlikely. But this really helps their wild card hopes. I'm not really sure where they are in the current playoff picture, but I believe they are in it. But yeah, that, no, that's a huge game for them. Andrew Luck showed up. Uh, T.Y. Hill and he dropped 193 yards, I believe. He had an amazing day. Yeah, this was just a really amazing feat for the uh, the Colts. They they needed it. The, what else can I say? I mean, um, anyone? Anyone? Yeah, no. Uh, this was actually my upset pick um, of last week. A huge win for the Colts, um, as you say. Um, it does definitely does help them in their pursuit towards playoffs. I don't think they're actually in the picture just yet. Um, I think they're still technically in the hunt. Um, but um, overall, I mean, pretty solid win. Pretty good game both offensively and defensively for the uh, Colts um Texans didn't have a bad game either it was just you know uh, um just the better team that they won in my opinion so yeah absolutely um our next game crazy ending uh the Patriots and Dolphins game yes it was a miracle ending for Miami but let me just say something Miami paced the Patriots like the entirety of the game that was a close game all the way through absolutely it was a close game the entire time uh, Miami really showed up. Um, they're actually still seven and six. There's a significant difference with with this team when Brock Osweiler starting, as opposed to when Ryan Tannehill is starting. Now Tannehill, he's had quite the amount of injuries. He's had a lot of injuries throughout his career. But man, when he, when he, when he's healthy, he's a solid starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kenny Still. They brought in Kenny Stills a couple years ago, and Tannehill and him did really really good together. And then when Brock Osweiler or any backup will play, like when Matt Moore played last year um, when Tannehill was hurt, it still didn't do all that great. But, you know, Tannehill's back this game, and, and Kenny Stills drops a, a really good stat line. Uh, I just think this offense as a whole is better with Tannehill. Definitely. No, no, much better. He had three touchdowns that game, um, 265 yards, so a pretty good outing for him. Only 19 passing attempts, too. Um, he made 14 of those. Um, yeah, so pretty good game. Um, but 
yeah, like you said, pretty close until the very end. Uh, it took an absolute miracle towards the end for the win. Um, but fantastic game to watch if you uh, got the chance to. Now, now let's talk about that miracle a little bit. So what happened was Kenny Stills caught it, pitched it to Parker uh, to the outside of the field, Devontae Parker, and then Devontae Parker pitches it to Kenyon Drake. Now I, I'm thinking, you know, what usually happens with those is they just keep pitching it. They keep they keep doing the passes, the lateral passes. And uh, Kenyon Drake just happened to find some room on the outside. He cuts to the inside, and then immediately his first thought is there's only one more person to be, and that person to be just so happens to be Rob Gronkowski. (laughs) That was poor management by the uh, Patriots because the Patriots assumed that the the Dolphins would throw a 69-yard Hail Mary for some reason. I don't know who – I mean – I don't know Tannehill's arm strength, but 69 yards is still 69 yards. That's that's a far distance. Uh, yeah, so a Hail Mary was certainly not likely. So they put Gronk in there for some reason. And if you have a typical fast safety that can tackle decently, that play never happens. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, he especially he just stumbled. At, like you see at the very end, he, I, I thought for sure Gronk had him. You know, I saw him like he was like uh, taking an angle with it. So I'm like, oh, he's going to catch him. But then he just stumbles. And I'm like, he's going to make it like he's actually going to get in the end zone. I thought he was going to have to stretch out and try to knock the pylon. He walked in there, man. He was all good. So it was just crazy, especially um, the blocking on that play. Also amazing, amazing blocking yeah, by the, uh, his teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just an all around really great play. But uh, I remember we freaked out. That was like we insane. <laughs> I watching ran around the, the room. Oh, my God. I sprinted. I was. I was shook. That was crazy. You, I did. It, it, rarely do you see those plays ever work. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it hits a really high. It's highly unlikely, but when you see, when you actually like physically see it live, mm-hmm. it's just like, what else are you supposed to do other than freaking out? It's especially when it's the Dolphins and the Patriots. Yeah. Like I don't know, like a team that's probably not supposed to win wins because of that kind of reason. It, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. And like Belichick, I mean, he never has any kind of emotional expression, and of course he still didn't. But deep down inside, man, I. Oh, There's no hurt. way he's not hurt on the inside. He's so definitely angry. Uh, yeah. So Have you was, ever seen the longest yard? You know, yeah. like that, <laughs> what that's from. It was. It was kind of like I don't know. It was a miracle. We can all admit that. I just think it was crazy. I love seeing those plays kind of happen. But uh, good for the Dolphins. That, that was yeah. very good execution. Uh, so yeah, that game ended up 34-33. Patriots go down to nine and four. Uh, Dolphins are now seven and six. Uh, last game, what was thought to be the game of the week, kinda was not that great. Uh, yeah. The Bears against the Rams. Now I was I was mildly disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking for more of a shootout to be 15 honest. Fifteen to six kind of seems like a a really high scoring baseball game to me. <laughs> um, it's it was just a weird game. There were it was at one point it was eight to six. Like how do you get eight? Well, cause it's because the Bears got a safety, but. It was just like it was a very mediocre game. Yeah. I will tell you this, although the offenses really didn't do anything, um, the Bears offense was capable of doing one thing and scoring on one drive, which helped them get the win. Mm-hmm. But the Bears defense, you can't take them for a joke, man. No. This Bears yeah. defense, it, Shut it is the Rams down through four interceptions. It's insane. Yeah. Goff threw four interceptions and Gurley Todd Gurley nothing. virtually no, nothing. did absolutely nothing. Oh. It was a very defensive game. Very, very defensive game. I, no, I think for the Rams' defense, it's not as hard just because I don't think Chicago's offense is all that good. Yeah. Trubisky, he still threw three picks. Um, well, that, well, that's him coming off, like, miscues. Injury, that too. yeah. A yeah. um, couple of miscues in there as well. Um, 
But yeah, it was kind of, it was just a really not, it was not a great game. But uh, what happened was, is the Bears showed up when in the moments when they needed to, and that's how they won. I mean, that's how any team wins games, is you show up when you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, though, this also shows how, dom- again, like you said, how dominant the Bears' defense is. When absolutely. you go against a team whose offense has been practically unstoppable, like the Rams with the combination of Girdley and everyone on there, it's just kind of like... You're like, even if it's like, oh, well, they had an off night. No, man. Like, you got to have a killer defense to fight them, all right? Yeah, they got shut down. Uh, Khalil Mack, he was feasting. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Secondary secondary was doing great. Uh, Yeah, so basically what this means is that Chicago's defense is real. Mm -hmm. uh, But the Rams are human. They lose games. Teams lose games regardless how good they are. Uh, It happens. But it was just an impressive defensive defensive outing. And uh, I... I don't really know what else to say. The Bears, they they really that defense, the monsters in the Midway. I saw that mm-hmm. on the NFL's Instagram page, but it's true. They're, it's not even just like one defensive player showing up. It's the whole the team. The whole as a team. Whole. Like there's sometimes with teams where maybe the the run game, it, it they really shut the run game down. Like some teams do that, and but they can't really do anything with the secondary. But the the Bears are just so evenly spread out through the entirety of their their defense. They have great linebackers. They have with just fantastic instincts. They have ball hawks at corners and corner at safeties, but they can also blitz when they need to, and they can also go into coverage when they need to. And the defensive line, it's just pressure after pressure after pressure after pressure. Akeem Hicks and Khalil Mack and Leonard Floyd, they're constantly just pressure all the time. I love this defense. It. That trade for Khalil Mack could not have been any better. They it was gave the smartest thing lot. to do. They gave up a lot, but I think that it, it, Khalil Mack truly was the final piece to mm-hmm. that defense. Uh, I think that's obvious at this point in time, but uh, I knew the defense was going to be good, but Khalil Mack, I feel like, just ramped them up so much more than um, they were before. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, good good win for the Bears. Yeah. Uh, because of that, the Saints are now the one seed um, and would have to win out to get the uh, – home field advantage so it's really just going to be a race between them and the Rams from the for the rest of the season Chicago is slightly behind but I don't think they'll catch up to the Rams or the Saints but we'll see how that plays out um moving on we got our uh, fantasy analysis who has quarterbacks Nick has quarterbacks, quarterbacks. so you're gonna go first okay um as much as it pains me to talk about this guy Dak Prescott I hate him too man I especially hate him man being an Eagles fan the dude was insane oh my gosh for Threw for 455 yards and three touchdowns. As much as it pains me to say it, he was probably the all-star of the week. I mean, he was just crazy. I, I mean, there's. I mean, yes, he, you know, are, uh, he went up against a team who does not have a very good uh, secondary and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I still think he just outperformed like anyone's expectations for uh, the game. But uh, any other than him, though, Josh Johnson, who got signed to the Redskins on uh, Wednesday. He actually got some time in. He threw for 195 yards and two touchdowns, one of which was a rushing touchdown. And I just think this is crazy. I had no clue who this guy was. I, look, I had to look him up, and it's, he's a journeyman quarterback. He's been through so many like programs. He's part of the uh, going to be part of the AAF. And I just this guy, he might have a starting job. Well, he does have a starting job next week, but who yeah, knows? Wherever football takes place, he's been on the Pretty squad, much. basically. Yeah. I don't think he's gone to Canada quite yet, but like I bet Canada's on his list of traveling. Uh, if, CFL. Yeah, maybe if the European League starts up, XFL, we're talking about all those. But Josh Johnson, man, he had a good game, and um, he's starting next week for them. They uh, 
they're not going to start Sanchez, a uh, good old butt fumble. So, but he had an amazing week. So, um, those are my, uh, you know, highlights. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, good players to point out. Even though I'm not an Eagles fan, I do agree with you, Dak Prescott. Ugh, oh, I just so hate bad. the, I hate the. Well, he's a checkdown Charlie. Just he throws is it to Zeke he every is. time. I mean, Zeke literally caught caught 12 passes last week, 12, uh, 12 or even more. And uh, I just cannot stand that when a quarterback is only capable of doing that. But sometimes if it's working, why stop? So. Exactly. Uh, Sean, running backs? Yeah, so running backs, uh, my first guy is uh, Derrick Henry. Had a monstrous game, 17 attempts, uh, 238 yards. Oh, yes. Four touchdowns against the uh, Jaguars squad. Crazy. Uh, he had a out-of-nowhere game. I mean, I, I really don't know what else to say. He, he, Basically, fantastic. if you for, for some odd reason had him starting in your fantasy lineup, yeah, really. good for you. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, good for you. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's nothing else that could be said. I, that that game, that performance in that game is just completely unexplainable. Um. But uh, good for Derrick Henry. Stiff arms. Yeah. Honestly, they were comparing it to Marshawn Lynch's uh. The, be- the beast quake. Yeah, the, the beast, beast quake, quake run against the Saints. Yeah. Um. The Saints. The Saints. <laughs> uh. Who that? Uh. And then I got Joe Mixon. Uh. Who got 26 attempts, 111 yards. One touchdown, five receptions, 27 yards um, in his game. Uh, it's pretty solid, too. Um, but those are my two guys. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, I like. I think Joe Mixon was probably the only positive. Ag- he was the only reason that the, the Bengals actually came virtually close to winning that game. Yeah, it was only a five-point game against the Chargers. Um, Joe Mixon, uh, quietly having a really good season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had some injuries this year and last year, but but good for him. He's been one of the few bright spots yeah. in the Washington offense. Mm-hmm. Really, definitely, absolutely. For me, I have wide receivers. Uh, Jarvis Landry playing a little bit of running back. He had two rushing attempts for 54 yards. He had a rushing touchdown, um, but he also had three receptions for 57 yards and a receiving touchdown. And to add, he actually had a passing attempt. It was not completed, but he did have a passing attempt, and it was nearly caught by Nick Chubb. Crown right there. What? He went for the trifecta. Yeah, he went crown. for the trifecta. Uh, last Big person word. to do something like that was actually Terrell Pryor when he was on the Browns. So uh, Jarvis Landry's just trying to one-up him a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he had a really solid week. Um, he hasn't been the greatest aspect for fantasy uh, lineups this year. Um, his PP, he, Now, listen, he used to be like a PPR god um, in Miami because he would get he wouldn't get a ton of yards, but he'd get like 10 receptions for oh, like yeah. – 50 yards like that's like running back sets like that's like 10 rushing attempts for 50 yards um but for ppr he used to be so good but uh, he's not getting as many uh as many attempts as he should in uh cleveland he's one of the better receivers on that team i think they definitely should try and use him more i mean obviously i'm not the coach i can't really tell him but he's certainly a bright spot to that offense so his volume needs to increase for him to have some fantasy value but certainly this week he had 21 points so if you did start him that's Solid start for the week. Um, also, Kenny Stills mentioned him earlier. He just does so much better with Tannehill. Uh, he dropped an eight-catch, 135-yard and touchdown game uh, on the Patriots. Now, that that's pretty fantastic. He got good volume. Uh, he had a solid amount of targets, good yardage, uh, was able to score as well. Um, Kenny Stills, yeah, he, he's he's a solid player. He could be a wide wait. He's probably on the waiver wire right now. Um, he's usually a streamer if there's a good matchup for him, but... Outside of that, he's not really the greatest uh, fantasy prospect. But, yeah, Kenny Stills. Moving on, we're going to do our must-start, must-bench, and boomer bust. If you guys don't mind, do you want me to continue? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sure. I like being there. Okay. Um, my must-start is Robert Woods against the Eagles. Sorry, Nick. Amari Cooper I was— I can't forgive you. 
Amari Cooper with Dak Prescott was able to go for 217 yards and three touchdowns last week. Um, I'm not saying that Woods can replicate that because I do think Amari Cooper is much better than Woods, but I also think Jared Goff is much better than Dak Prescott. Um, mm-hmm. This game is also in L.A., so that gives them a home field advantage. But I think Robert Woods could go off for 100-plus yards and a touchdown. I don't think he'll have a 200-yard game because those rarely happen. Um, but, yeah, I think I think he could easily have a solid week. Uh, must bench uh, Corey Davis at the New York Giants. Janoris Jenkins has actually been locked down all season. Um, he's locked down elite receivers like Michael Thomas uh, and uh, many other good receivers. So uh, Corey Davis, I think, is really the only good receiver on the Titans. Uh, so they're definitely going to mark him. They're definitely going to line Janoris Jenkins up against him. So uh, definitely don't start Corey Davis this week. We're in the fantasy playoffs, so don't take any risks. Um, Boomer Bust. Personally, I have him on my team. I'm going to take a risk with him. I have Tyler Lockett against San Francisco. He only caught one pass against San Francisco um, in their prior matchup um, in the first game that they played this season against each other. Uh, it was a 52-yard touchdown, so that was why he got so many points. He got 11 points, but that was the only catch he had all game. So uh, if you want him to get more points, if you want some a decent amount of points, you could take a risk with him. Uh, honestly, he could not do that good but he could also do really really good against the poorest uh san francisco defense so yeah that's my boomer bust i'm gonna throw it back over to sean all right yeah uh so um my must start i got i'm going back to joe mixon um i'm starting him against the raiders um the raiders did pretty okay against the steelers um they did beat the steelers but um overall this whole season uh, the raiders defense is not too great uh and joe mixon's been having a pretty flashy season um on down though uh, so I would definitely start him in fantasy playoffs against the Raiders. Um, must bench. I don't want to do this um, considering the matchup, but I'm, I'm doing David Johnson against the Falcons. Uh, it's it's a really good matchup. The Falcons' defense isn't good at all. Um, it's the fact that the what really scares me with David Johnson this year is the the Cardinals' inability in offense. Um, as long as Rosen isn't doing too well. Um, I think he only got like 3.3 yards per carry last game. He hasn't been getting a lot of touches as well. His production is really low this season. Um, he does pretty good in PPR leagues still, um, but standard leagues definitely not doing to get too great this season. Um, he didn't do too well last week, I don't believe. Um, so I I wouldn't I wouldn't really risk it this week. Um, if you don't really have anyone else to go to, do start him, of course. It's still David Johnson, still fantastic. Um, but it's it's a little scary with the Cardinals' offense, in my opinion. Um, and if you're feeling like uh, Baker Mayfield and a bit nasty, um, you know what? If you're one of those like really weird people that had Derrick Henry starting this week, um, take a massive risk and start him against the Giants. Um, that's the, my boomer bust. Um, he could be classic De- Derrick Henry and, and um, not be anywhere found. Um, or he could get 200 plus yards, just out of the four blue. touchdowns out of the blue. Um, and the Giants' defense isn't too great against the run. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it's definitely possible. Uh, don't bank on it. Um, if you maybe really if maybe if the Titans understand that since they used him more, yeah, like he can produce maybe not stats like that, but decent stats. Um, I think. His only hold, like the only thing holding him back, is Deion Lewis, and I don't really yeah. think Deion Lewis is all that. 
No. Because at least Derrick Henry can run through the tackles. So, yeah. Uh, he's yeah. So Henry's been doing pretty good ever since they got off the bye. Um, maybe the Titans do use him a bit more. If they do, fantastic. He's uh, definitely a great um, running back to have. Um, but don't don't expect too much and don't listen to Matthew Barry and uh, have him as a must start. I, I saw <laughs> I saw that on the ESPN app. I'm like Matt Barry is never right. I yeah. I don't like. I remember at the beginning of the fantasy season last year. Do you know what he said? He said that Andy Dolan will be a top eight quarterback. No. <laughs> I think he finished outside of the top twenty. Like that. Th- there's a difference between trying to be bold and then being too bold. Cause that's just that is beyond like explainable. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so I'm I'm not I'm not feeling too Matthew Barry this week. I'm doing boomer bust. Um, and so yeah, that's that's my gig this week. All right, for uh, quarterbacks, uh, I got a little bit unexpected for your start, Derek Carr. He's been having, you know, I mean his team hasn't been doing good, but season wise, I mean, ups and downs. You know, you know when he's hot, he's hot. Uh, you know, did very well against Cleveland and uh, where else? He did really well last week. He did uh, the same against Kansas City, but um. Right now, uh, he's uh, going to be playing the you know Bengals, who haven't really had a good pass defense, I feel. So I think he's going to really shine this week. Uh, maybe not like huge numbers, but um, you know he's definitely going to get more points than you think he will. And uh, you know if you got a quarterback in there who's uh, not performing to your liking for the playoffs, I mean I think he's a good idea to start. Uh, for my bench, though, I would have to go with Andrew Luck, who he has been having. Don't get me wrong, very, very good season. And I don't think he would underperform. Only problem is they are playing Dallas, and Dallas's defense is kind of scary. I'll be honest. With uh, Van Eichler, Van Eichler, Van Vander Esch. Vander Esch. I don't know. I, ca- I like the guy. I, I'm just going to call him the guy with the collar because that guy, he's a freak of nature on defense. I feel like every time a guy has a collar, they're just balling out. Oh, my God. I only know two NFL players with a with a collar. Um Lane Van Der Esch and the Saints fullback Zach Line. Those are the only two players I like actually see wearing like a collar. Big grimy guys mm-hmm. that like it's it's the OG look, pretty much. It's like the OG look, like of uh, like defensive players back then who like Chuck Bednarik. You know, he wasn't yeah. afraid to knock you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's the OG look. I love it. So that's why I don't think Andy Luck's going to perform because he, um, you know, that defense is just terrifying. Um, I think really uh, that his offensive line will crumble because, um, you know, they've had problems in the past. But uh, that's why I got him on the bench. For my boomer bust, it's going to be Josh Johnson, the journeyman quarterback who, uh, you know, we don't know much about, well, we know some stuff about him. We just know that he's been traveling. But uh, they're playing Jacksonville, so there's that. So maybe um, he can, you know, come out and perform because Jacksonville has been having a lot of issues lately, especially the past couple of weeks. Just. Not been playing well, so we'll see how he goes. But uh, either I think he's going to really shine, especially he's playing the whole game, or um, he's going to flounder under the pressure of being a starting quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's a questionable pick. Uh, you would have to be really bold to play him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so definitely a boom, but definitely a very big possible bust. Uh, moving on, locked in upset picks. We are down the last stretch of games, so these are some important games. I think I'm going to start off my locked in. I really just don't see it happening. Uh, the Rams are probably 100%, in my opinion, are going to destroy the Eagles. No offense again, Nick. I just cannot foresee the Eagles beating them in any way. After that last game, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Would, after the Eagles losing to the Cowboys and 
the Rams losing to the Bears. The Rams are going to come back this week with vengeance. They're gonna they're gonna have no filter. They're gonna they're gonna want to just run up this. I feel like they might just end up running up the score to, to the Eagles for no reason, just to prove themselves. Uh, they're gonna be like, yeah, we might have lost to the Bears, but this is what we're capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the Rams they're gonna be let off the leash this week. I absolutely one hundred percent locked in. I have a very interesting upset pick. Um, I don't know if you guys picked this, but Miami Dolphins beating. The Vikings at I home. I have the same thing. Do you really? <laughs> yes. I, I have the same upset look, pick. No. <laughs> I, the, because it, it's a two, it's for two reasons. And I think it's one because of the, the declining Vikings. I think they're on a pace, they're just going downhill real quick. Uh, the offense is underperforming. Defense, it, it's still all right, but it's not great. Um, but the Dolphins, they were able to pace the Patriots. The Patriots don't have an amazing defense, but you're pacing Tom Brady. So that that that's how I see it. But if the Miami, if the Dolphins come out to play like they played against the Patriots, it's certainly possible. Um, so yeah, that's my upset pick, Nick. Yeah, but uh, so I'm just going to continue on to my upset pick then, which is the same thing: the Dolphins over the Vikings. And I just agree for the same exact reasons. Once you come off a win, that it was a win. Also, that's the other thing. Again, setting the pace with Tom Brady is insane. But the fact that you can go out there and just and win and I mean yeah, it's a miracle. Doesn't matter. Wins a win. You go out there and you win against the Patriots. That's a big confidence boot. You go in there to the Vikings, and the Vikings just have been, you know, just slowly declining the past couple of weeks. So I feel like the Dolphins can really come in there and take advantage of the whole situation. My lock, though, um, even though they had a, you know, less than, you know, perfect game, uh, the Bears beat the Packers, I feel, just because, you know, Packers have also been declining very, very slowly. Aaron Rodgers is just really showing that he doesn't have it anymore. Um I think the whole offense really doesn't have a lot of weapons to it. And when you're going up against a defense that's as good as the Bears, I think the Bears are just going to walk all over that uh, offense. Now, the Bears offense, that's a different story. They got to fix what they got going on there. Uh, I mean, like we said, Trubisky's just coming right off of being injured. So we'll have to wait and see. Maybe Sir Chad Daniels for a couple plays to give him a – or Chase Daniels, my bad, for a couple plays just to kind of give Trubisky a breather here and there. But uh, be all up to that. But I'm pretty sure the – Bears are going to beat the Packers. What do you think, Sean? Yeah, so I mean the Vikings losing to the Dolphins, that's pretty good for the Panthers. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, my locked in, uh, actually it won't matter at the end of the day because my locked in is the Saints beating the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the season's over for the Panthers, in my personal opinion. I, I don't see us beating the Saints, even though I think it's a home game for us, um, the Panthers, not us. Uh, but yeah, I just don't see this one coming. We're uh, on a five-game losing streak, um, a terrible loss to the Browns. Um, the offense for the Panthers is um, Christian McCaffrey. Besides that, not really nothing has shined. Um, the defense is in shambles. It's it's not looking good at all for the Panthers. Uh, there's really no explanation. Um, they were 6-2. and two. Um, Of course, it's just gone downhill from there. Um, and, you know, the Saints, who um, have been a little bit cold lately, um, they did beat the Bucks, But, um, you know, yeah, I just I don't see the Panthers beating the Saints whatsoever, given the condition they're in and their level of play so far. Um, yeah. And last year they didn't even beat the Saints once out of three showcases. So anyway. Um, and then my upset's a little bit less heavy than you guys. Um, I do have the uh, Oakland Raiders beating the Bengals. It's not, like, crazy upset, mm-hmm. um, but um, 
you know, the, the Raiders are, if not the worst team in the league. Um, so I, I think it's a good matchup for the Raiders. Um, so, yeah, I think that's going to be a nice game. I, of course, you have Derek Carr mm -hmm. uh, as your must-star. I think he's going to ball out. I think after the really big win against the Steelers, I think the uh, Raiders will definitely have a really big chance of beating the Bengals. Definitely. Yeah, I I actually uh, I like that pick. Um, the Raiders, they're kind of a mystery because they were really good two years ago, and then they kind of just fell off. It was really, really, really random. I don't really know what happened because they, they were in the playoffs two years ago. Yeah. yeah. They were in the playoffs two years ago, so I really don't – I'm still confused as to what happened. Hey, uh, John Gruden. That Gr could Gruden, Gruden's saying they, that's what championship football is like. There's, he said some quote similar oh, to that. Oh, God. Said, yeah, I'm done with the Gruden. Fact that they played championship football beating the Steelers. Oh, oh my gosh! That was just a really bad game of the Steelers. Um, but um, yeah, no. But yeah. it just makes me so angry. I can't even put it into yeah. words. So moving on to conclude, we also uh, have our last segment. We got our team MVP picks. Um, kind of just gonna move into that. I'm actually gonna start off with Nick. Okay, so. Uh, I had the two teams I picked to do their MVPs is the Cleveland Browns. Um, the Cleveland Browns, I had Nick Chubb as their MVP. The guy had it, you know, uh, he's a young player, just came in, so he had a rough start the first week or two, week, three weeks about. And then, uh, you know, slowly he just started building confidence with this team, and he's just been a real big uh, part of this team, especially their wins, the few wins they have this season. He's been a really big part of it, I feel. Um, uh, he's just really been a workhorse for them, putting the, uh, the, the whole team on his back. Don't get me wrong, uh, the whole team as a whole has a lot of uh, weapons. Uh, Landry, uh, May, um, Baker Mayfield. Um, but I think he's pretty much uh, the MVP for that whole team. The other team, though, I have the Vikings. And even though they are on a decline, Adam Thielen pretty much has still been a very dominant player for them, even in their lowest games. Um this guy has just, and especially in the beginning of the season, this guy was just crazy. And I think he still puts out decent numbers. Not what we, like, I mean, not everyone can stay hot forever, really. So um, we just seen a little bit of regression for him. So we'll see what he can do in these next three games. But he's just been insane um, this whole season. And he's put a lot of the, the wins um, on the board for the Vikings this whole uh, year. Yeah, no, so I really like Adam Thielen. Um I'm not really sure if he was drafted or not, either late round or undrafted, but he, he like I said, he's been blown up over the past couple of years. I, I like this guy. He's a solid route runner. He, he's capable of mossing people. He catches touchdowns. Uh, he's got speed. Yeah, I think, I mean, everyone knows he's having a great season, whether it's fantasy or not, but just football in general. I, this guy's he he's a great all-around player. Um, I, I think he's getting the credit he deserves, but I think he's still undervalued sometimes. But... Stephon Diggs was like the man of this team in terms of wide receivers and weapons. I personally think Adam Thielen's ob the obvious number one now. Uh, he's just been able to stay consistent, but I, I really like Adam Thielen for that pick. All right, what do you think, Sean? Who you got for your MVPs? Yeah, so my first MVP, I got Andrew Luck. It's uh, Colts. Um, he's having a fantastic year: thirty-four touchdowns, thirteen interceptions. Not too bad. Um, but uh, you know, when when you're on a one and five team previously, and then you're able to like levitate them back to seven and six, that's that's pretty fantastic. And you know, they have a chance to make it into the playoffs. And when your your odds are so low, when you're one and five, mm -hmm. like to, to even like graze the chance of playoffs, I, uh, everyone pretty much thought they were. 
done like early in the season and they've been able to like flip their season around and I think the main reason is that of that is definitely Andrew Luck uh, he's been the vocal point of this um, whole team um, and uh, I think their offense of course is <laughs> absolutely nothing without him um, I think if they do end up making um, the playoffs whether that be you know fifth or sixth seed um, I think they owe all of their credit to their quarterback Andrew Luck he's balling out um, you know, he just levitated them over a Houston Texans win and in a, a must-win uh, must game. Um, so I think that, um, yeah, I think that's for sure uh, an MVP there. My second MVP is not a player, uh, but more so of a coach. Uh, I have Pete Carroll, mm -hmm. the uh, head coach of Seattle Seahawks. Um, this man, I, I don't know what he did this year to get the Seahawks to be this. He he told the media we are not rebuilding. But then yeah. I think he did like the quickest rebuild in like the summer. I don't even think I, he, Not even a rebuild, but just kind of like, he just kind of was like, all right, let me work with what I got. He and took like, what he had. And he just. He made the most of it. Yeah. And it's panning out real well. It's so. insane. But I, mean, uh, he's been I agree a with you on that one. He's been a big, good coach for a, a long time. Oh, I mean. no, but this is, I think we all yeah. just kind of like blew him off because of what he said but because he said we're not rebuilding and we're like dude look at your team i think that's why we I think blew him it's off this because season. last year everyone was like okay this offensive line is terrible russell wilson is the entire offense and mm -hmm. the legion of boom is gone so i think solely because of those major topics it's like yeah this team is going to start the rebuild because they don't have anything around them but little did they know the offensive line has been capable of stepping up and they have all season and they made a couple of acquisitions. Uh, they've had some standout stars on offense, like Tyler Lockett and, and Daniel Moore. David Moore, I don't know what his name is, but he's a receiver, number 83. He's been solid this year. Uh, Chris Carson, not to mention him, he was undrafted. Where did he even come from? Uh, he was injured last year. That's the only reason he didn't play, but he's been fantastic. Uh, still a little concerned with Rashad Penny's usage, considering he's yeah. a first-round pick. But, I mean, he took he like Nick said, he took what he had, and he made the most of it. it it's incredible to see. and the, But the defense has been so underrated this season. Mm -hmm. Earl Thomas got hurt. Cam Chancellor retired. Richard Sherman's in San Francisco. Bobby Wagner has been one of the best linebackers in football for the past couple of years. But this season, uh, he's just – I think he's on an, another level compared to all other linebackers. That block he had last game was uh, insane. Let, let me tell you something. He's just – he's phenomenal. Uh, Clark, he, Frank Clark, he's been really good this season. Their defensive line, they've been solid all season. I really do like Seattle. I, mm -hmm. I, I like this team. I, I have – I like I, I'm not a fan of them personally because I'm a Saints fan, but this team is so underrated and they do not get enough credit. They're 8-5, and I, I guarantee most people don't even know that. Mm -hmm. But this team, I, I love the Pete Carroll pick because I, I love taking what he did and putting it in perspective. Uh, you look at where they are now compared to what you what people thought they would be in the beginning of the season. It's incredible. Yeah, I think you just uh, put the cherry on the icing. <laughs> or the cherry on the whipped cream. Wait, you put it on I'm, icing? I'm, I did not mean to talk over you. I was just... I was just. You got it, very it, into it, it, man. That is like... Because cause nobody's talking about them. Like, literally no one. I mean, when there's big wins, like when the Bears beat the, the Rams or, or when the when Dallas beat the, the Saints, like you, you see it all over media. That's a big game. The Seahawks versus the Vikings, that's a big game that people didn't know about. That's a major wild card spot game. Nothing. You don't hear anything about it. It's just like, oh, the Seahawks won. Th that's it. That's literally it. Nothing to it. The Seahawks won. Nothing to it. I it, it angers me a little bit because the Seahawks team 
is capable. As of right now, I think they're capable of beating anyone. Uh, it's a long shot for some teams, but the, the Seahawks. I I love this team. Did you drink coffee before you came in here? I I did not. I just <laughs> dude, I you really, guys. You were so excited about them. I love it. I, I love it. But I just really, <laughs> I never see that was out of nowhere. Oh. Because when. When t- when teams and players don't get credit they deserve, it, it bothers me. Yeah. Like, like Philip Rivers, he, like when you hear the MVP talks, oh yeah, well we got Andrew Luck, we got Jared Goff, we got Patrick Mahomes, we got Drew Brees, we got Tiger. Where is Philip Rivers? Where is he? Twenty nine touchdowns. He's got the third best or the second or third best passer rating in the league. He's got twenty nine touchdowns and six interceptions. He's got like almost four thousand yards already. Like give him some credit. I I never. He might be. One of the best QBs to, like, never do anything in the playoffs just True. because he's never had a team around him. Mm-hmm. He's been doing this for years. His stats are up there, top 10 of all time in a lot of different categories. Does not get credit. No, you're right. But back to the topic at hand, Sean, I love Pete Carroll. That pick makes me happy. Yeah, makes me no, for very- sure. He's been able to, like you guys said, um, pick what he's got and completely revamp this team. Um, their schedule isn't too bad. Um, they do play the Chiefs. Um, but I think they play the 49ers and then the Cardinals as well. So plenty of opportunity there to um, uh, improve their uh, record. And um, that, that Chiefs game might be pretty interesting as well. Um, upset there, possibly, um, if you want to feel nasty once again. <laughs> um, but no, um, you know, for sure, Pete Carroll, definitely a um, fantastic coach. A lot of uh, head scratching earlier in the season. Um, but he's been able to uh, dodge the media there. Um, and completely uh, fixed the Legion of Boom, I think. Uh, 2.0 you could there. not have said it any better, Sean. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my team MVPs, uh, one, Giants. I think it's been really obvious. Saquon Barkley, what a pick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Usually you don't draft a, a running back high. passionate about that last week. What? Or was it last week? Well, we can talk about Saquon. I don't think it was last week. It was, was it the week before? I was talking about Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. last week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah. That was last week. Yeah, Saquon. It, it really disturbed me when uh, Giants fans did not like the pick. They wanted it at quarterback. It's still obvious need. Uh, there are reports, though, that Eli Manning might start next season. Oh, I um, hope not. As well. If they start next well, season, how could they Eagles possibly fan, expect to do anything? True. I think he is, like, Ten touchdowns, two interceptions. I think they they won the last four of the five games. Some weird like. But that. the whole season though. Yeah, you no, look at the o- whole overall. season. But <laughs> the problem when you have like an in denial franchise in terms of quarterback like the Giants, um, they're gonna look at those stats and be like, wow, you know what? Maybe it was just this tiny slump, and uh, why would we get rid of our franchise quarterback that won us a couple Super Bowls? Uh, he's I've, gonna be you know uh, using a walker know. soon. It kind of reminds <laughs> me, yeah, it kind of reminds me of Joe Flacco and the Ravens, kind of that Pretty similar much. situation, you know, where you have a quarterback who's pretty mediocre, but you just you don't want to give him away. Um, but um, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah Saquon. 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 Uh, I don't. Uh, he's marvelous. I don't really know what kind of words to, you know, say. He's just like he's like a generational talent. It's like you rarely have one of those players. I, he catches the ball. He runs the ball, and basically every time he touches the ball in general, someone is getting run over. Somebody is getting run past. Somebody is scoring. He, he's amazing, uh, Saquon. You, you, when you draft a running back high. Clearly, they have to be one of the most phenomenal talents that you've ever seen in the history of football. I mean, Leonard Fournette was drafted real high last year, and then prior to that was Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, but Saquon was drafted two spots higher. The two spot 
uh, Zeke and Fournette were at four, drafted at four. But Saquon is just, uh, I just, like, he's so good. Like, he's so, he's like, he might be one of the best well-rounded players in all of football. Mm-hmm. Like, just well-rounded. And he's just a physical specimen, too. Like, if you ever see the videos of him benching, it's like... Oh, it's insane. I mean, his calves and his sides, it's like... It's it's disgusting mm-hmm. looking because you can literally just see the muscle. It's it's crazy. Yeah. So, Saquon, that's my first uh, team MVP. I love Saquon. He's, He's so good. He reminds me of Bo Jackson. He kind Yeah, he does. Like, just like in w- terms of physicality. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, he doesn't play baseball, but... So- He's also had the best um, rookie season of any Giants in history. In history. Really? So, yeah. Yep. All right. Officially and my other MVP, it's actually split, but it's the same team. Um, the Bears, defensive, two, two defensive players, Khalil Mack, uh, we'll start with him. He's awesome. Uh, he's mm-hmm. he cl- he's clearly really good. The, the, the Bears gave a ton of picks for him. Uh a lot of really high picks, uh, but it's clearly worked out well for them. He's been, a, uh, he's had a call, he's had a, like some minor injuries. He's missed like a couple games, but uh, when he's on the field, I think he's he easily asserts himself as one of the most dominant players on the field, um, unless it's like a field shared with like Aaron Donald. But that only happened once this season. But uh, yeah, Kula Mack, he, he's just a defensive beast. He gets forced fumbles. He he recovers fumbles. He gets sacks. He gets pressures he gets past deflections he literally does everything uh, the man as big as he is i've even seen him drop into coverage and a defensive lineman who is capable of doing that and like just like that that vision that one field vision of seeing a player that's uncovered and you're a defensive lineman you know you're not the best player in the world but you're able to at least stick him for a couple seconds while the rest of the defense gets pressure and coverage that is just one of the like he's just so he, he knows what's going on he has eyes in the back of his head he, he's just an extremely smart player uh yeah Khalil Mack um but my other guy is Eddie Jackson he he's been fantastic all season Nobody really talks about him, but he's been a great safety all year. He's had four fumbles. He's had pick sixes. He's had he's had a tremendous amount of uh, interceptions this season alone. Uh, but he brings pit, he brings blitz packages. He can he can easily spy people like a linebacker does. He, he's just so versatile. And I, he, like I said, he's one of those players that just doesn't get enough credit. But uh, he's he's one of my MVPs because I feel as though if the Bears didn't have a safety like a Jackson. That might be a big void in their defense. But he's such a he's played such a key role. Um, yeah, Eddie Jackson. He's just he, he's been really good. Um, so yeah, I think that's it for this episode. What do you guys think? Yep, I think. Yeah. yeah. All about. right. So we actually have some upcoming games. Um, some really good games. Uh, we've mentioned them a little bit before. Uh, the Panthers and the Saints game. Panthers at home. Um, that's gonna be a good game solely because it's a division game. Uh, it's really important if the Panthers want to stay in playoffs hopes. Uh, they're going to have to pull out a win against the Saints. Uh, they still play twice this season. This, they, the Saints play at home against the Panthers. Um, but if they can split, that's really good for the Panthers at the least. Um, we also have the Colts at Cowboys. This is a great game because we can see, we'll can we see if Dallas can still, uh, you know, their defense, if they can still stay strong. They play in Indianapolis, so it's not a home game for the Dallas. But uh, the Colts, they got to stay in playoff hopes, so they got to win. Um and then the last game, uh, it's usually a good game every time they play. Uh, the Seals versus uh, the Patriots. Yeah, that's going to be a great game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patriots coming off a loss. Same with the Steelers. So definitely going to be a vengeance game for both of them. Uh, likely to be a shootout. But, yeah, so we got some good games this week. Definitely catch them. Uh, one last question. Are you down to football? <laughs>